in motion is Sewell. Goff to throw. Wants to throw it to Sewell. Oh, he caught it. Boy, yes. Sewell on first down. Oh, yes. the big man dives down to the 31-yard line. Oh, that is beautiful. Welcome to the 20 in the Huddle podcast presented by Microsoft, and I am very excited to have in rookie tight end Sam Laporta to the 20 in the Huddle podcast. Sam, welcome. Welcome to the team. Welcome yeah, to the podcast. Your first me. time on. So, two weeks into camp. How are you feeling? Yeah, it's great so far. Um, spending a lot of time with my buddies, learning a whole bunch, as you can imagine. Yeah. So, it's been great so far. Sore. Okay, sore. your yeah. body's handling it. No, the body's holding up so far. Um, you know, it was great to get the Giants in these yeah. last couple of days, and that, you know, that ramped up the intensity and a little bit more. So it's been great. How important are those joint practices? Because coaches talk about them all the time. You mentioned the the um, the tenacity goes up, the the competition ramps up a little bit, but you get 30, 40 great reps against a new look that you haven't seen for two weeks. Just how important from a player's perspective is this work these two days? Yeah, they're basically game reps when you're out there against another opponent. Um, you know, like you said, the competitive juices are flowing. Um, you definitely get acclimated to the speed of a different opponent and the different looks. Yeah. So it, it was great. You know, you play a position that I feel is probably the second hardest to play for a young guy coming into the NFL behind quarterback, obviously. I mean, you're essentially learning a couple different positions. You've got to know the run fits. You've got to know the blitz protections and the pass pro stuff. Just uh, how much information is, – is it almost an, a little bit of an overload when you get here your, your first week and you're trying to learn all this stuff? Is it, is it kind of your, your head spinning a little bit? Because yeah. it, it seems from the outside looking in that that would be really hard. It is. It's a lot of content, certainly. Um, you know – you mentioned like my first week here. I was I put a bunch on my plate. I was like, I'm gonna get this offense just nailed down <laughs> right away, and you know I'm still working on that yeah. <laughs> right now, months later. Um, and I'll always be working on that with with new installs and you know different looks and different details that change with what the de- the defense presents to us. So. But I've got to say, Sam, I mean, just from the outside watching, I've, I've watched every practice and every day it seems like I write 87 down for, for making a play. Are you, are you happy with the way your camp has started? Because it seems like you and Jared have a pretty good connection to start. You're obviously getting a lot of first team reps there and, and getting a lot of work. It just seems like you're kind of fitting in. I know that's probably hard to say from your perspective mm-hmm. because your head might still be spinning a little yeah. bit. But um, do you feel like you're settling in now a couple weeks in? I do. I, I feel like I'm finally getting more comfortable and more acclimated with you know everything that's being thrown my way and kind of being put on my plate um you mentioned jared jared's been great for me he's kept the game really simple for me um we talked about before just like the content and information overload as a young rookie tight end and he's brought that down for me which has been great um you know focus on this this is what i want this is what ben wants um this is what we're looking for. So he's been great for me as well. It seems like a pretty tight end friendly offense. Obviously, you're coming from a tight end friendly offense in Iowa. You know, football, Midwest style, right? Wants to run the football, get the tight ends involved, hard nose, tough. You know, that's what Ben and this offense wants to be too. Been a pretty smooth transition there, or is Ben's system quite different than what you used to, or there's some similarities there? In terms of scheme, there's definitely some... Um, like some similarities. Um, so that acclimation was nice, you know, with the wide zone and tight zone transition and also pro style offense was 
definitely helpful transitioning to this level. Um, but obviously, Ben is he's very crafty, and there's a lot of nuance to how he's calling his plays. So, And if you watch the film from last year, it's got to be fun, too, knowing that that tight end position had 12 touchdowns last year. That was a franchise record. It seems like it's a very tight end friendly offense. Would that be fair to say, Sam? Yeah, I guess that'd be fair to say. Um, you know, I feel like we're out there a lot, and we get used in a lot of different ways, mm-hmm. which is awesome. You know, you're lining up all over the field. So, yeah, I'd say it's tight end, Brenly. And that's big for you. I mean, you pride yourself on being versatile, and we talked to you right after you were drafted, and that was one thing you talked about, just being able to play in line, stand up and out. You feel like that's transitioned well to the NFL, and, and Ben is using you in a lot of different ways. Is that fun? It, it seems it's, like more ways to get your hand on the football, it's great. right? You know, I, I feel like I'm running an extensive route tree, also being being incorporated in the run game in a variety of different ways. So, you know, being, you know, lining up all over the field, it's just a lot of fun and it keeps new things coming up all the time. So I feel like I'm constantly learning and it's just been great. The pass or the the run blocking stuff, obviously, is going to be a big, you know, part Mm -hmm. of of what you do as well. Had these last two days been important in that regard to be able to hit somebody else to maybe a little different scheme? You're not seeing the same thing, the same blitz packages. I mean, the Giants blitzed almost 40 percent of the time last year. They led the NFL. So just being able to pick that up and and Martindale's scheme, has that been important in that aspect the last couple of days? Yeah, I think you mentioned just getting a different look seeing all the blitzes that are being thrown our way. The Giants certainly ran a lot of blitzes the last two days. They weren't afraid of that. Um, So just recognizing that, knowing where I fit in the run scheme and kind of adapting on the fly to looks that I haven't seen. Yeah. It was nice the last couple of days. You don't see a lot of tight ends because, like we talked about off the top, just how difficult this position is. You don't see a, a ton of tight ends come into the league and really light it up, you know, 100 catches, 1,000 yards. You don't see a lot of that stuff. I'm just curious, do you have any kind of personal goals that you've kind of set for yourselves in terms of catches or yards or anything like that? Obviously, team wins is the most important mm-hmm. thing. And, and um, But is there anything – personal that you're kind of striving for a little bit to be honest with you and i swear i'm not lying um you know i'm not sure if i'm worrying about the statistical things that are much further down the line right Mm -hmm. now that seems that first game like actual regular (laughs) season that seems like miles away right now you know i'm I'm kind of focused on adapting to the playbook seeing the schemes fit into this you know new defense that was presented to us the last couple days and I mentioned before that I feel like I'm just checking off these boxes where you know I go through OTAs I go through the first part of training camp now we're facing an opponent for the first time and you know it's been fun just to adapt not on the fly but just continually adapting and learning new content and uh, I just feel like I'm on this learning curve and I'm trying to stay ahead of it. You excited for Friday night? I am. Have you been to Ford Field yet? Because I know they didn't do the fan fest thing, so you guys didn't get an opportunity to practice over there, but have you made your way over yeah, there? we made our way over there during OTAs. Okay. Uh, yeah, so like mid-May, I think we made our way over there. This fan base is so excited about what Brad and Dan have built there and, and some of the classes they've brought in especially this class with you and and uh, jameer and jack and and some of the other pieces mm-hmm. have you even let yourself think of just kind of what that atmosphere is going to be like even for the preseason mm-hmm. i can tell you i wouldn't be surprised if it's sold out with how much hype and and anticipation is around this team and, and just being able to strap it up in the nfl for the first time i know it's the preseason but still that's a dream that's being fulfilled right, right? i mean yeah. it, how, how much are you looking forward to friday night i've felt a lot <clears throat> a ton of love from the community the fan base you've already seen it out at practice the last couple of days and you know prior to these practices you know all of training camp really um you know the fans they're just locked in they're juiced up for this they season are. um 
you know, we, we know it's going to be a good one. And uh, certainly Friday night, I'm looking forward to that. I want to ask you one more. Tight end you. You got an opportunity as a rookie to go work out with all those guys this offseason. You know, some of the best tight ends in the league. How invaluable was that? And what did you take out of that experience the most? Not a lot of rookies get invited to that. So no. an honor for one. But yeah. just what did you walk away um, feeling like how you were better tight end? You know, it was first off great just to operate around those guys. You know, I grew up watching the Gronkowskis, the Greg Olsons. Um, it was just really cool to hang out with those guys and see yeah. their personalities. Um, but also the way they approach the game, you know, I got to see some recovery tools that, you know, the best of the best use, you know, guys like Travis Kelsey, they haven't missed games in like years, yeah. knock on wood, you know, everybody wants to stay healthy. Um, but recovery things, how they approach the game, the nuances, because everybody's at this level, everybody's great. Right. How can you separate yourself? Right. And, you know, I got to dive into a few of those things. The best ability is availability, right? right. Isn't that the I say? Well, say Sam, I know like everyone out there is really excited to see you on the field if you play Friday. And obviously uh, keep trending in the right direction. This offense should be fun. It should be explosive. They love to use tight ends, and you make plays just about every day. So it's been fun watching, and it's going to be fun watching you. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. No problem. Sam Laporta. Welcome back to the 20 in the Huddle podcast presented by Microsoft. And I am very happy to welcome in the NFL Network's Stacey Dales. She is the authority on the NFC North. At hey. least she is to me. <laughs> um, Stace, thanks so much for joining. Welcome yeah. to Allen Park. Got to visit uh, the, you know, the Lions this week. Mm -hmm. Got to stop in here. You were in Green Bay already. You live in Chicago. You know them well. So we're going to go through the NFC North. But let's start with this. Just First impressions of, of your visit to Allen Park yeah. and maybe just some of the excitement that's mm -hmm. maybe a little different than the past times you've been here? Yeah. So first of all, Tim, thank you for having me. I'm a big fan of you and honestly, this team I have been for a very long time. That's not just, uh, you know, getting my time in here and you know, kind of, uh, yeah. yeah, it's, uh, uh, I gotta it's, go to Detroit this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, this is my 15th season covering the NFL humbly. And I just love the trajectory. Um, I think probably more than ever here. So mm -hmm. my takeaways are even just talking to Dan Campbell today, you know, how do you temper some of the expectations or do you temper some of the expectations? And he said kind of the deal where, well, that's just the thing. Mm -hmm. You know, we're still on the outside looking in. We didn't make the playoffs last year. Yeah. And although I felt like this team was playing the best in the division at the end of last season of all four teams. Yeah. Uh, it didn't happen. So I think there's a level of we're going to build on this. We won eight of our last 10 games and the offense is dynamic. I, it goes without saying it starts that offensive line. Mm -hmm. And then defensively, I just think it's been a complete makeover in the most beautiful way. Yeah. And, you know, I think when I look at that defense and I asked Ann about this um, today was just I think they they they're better prepared to um, handle what offenses do to them you know they can do a lot of different kinds of packages i think cj gardner johnson's ability to play in the box play safety play mm -hmm. nickel the same with brian branch and some of those other guys and you've got some guys up front that can play on the edge and inside i just think they're better prepared to handle what they might face um, from offenses and i think you start from a much better spot when that's the case yeah and i think to that point to hear dan talk about we can feel the versatility yeah. that's starting to be really born 
And now we can do some of that stuff you're talking about with matchups, mismatches, uh, you know, moving guys around, which mm-hmm. is going to create problems for, you know, obviously for the opposition offensively. I, I love specifically what has happened to the back end. You think about the additions of, you know, Jack Campbell and Brian Branch, the draft in and of itself, and you would expect this from Brad Holmes was extraordinary. Uh, to add Sam Laporta and offensively, and of course, Jameer Gibbs. But then you go like first and second rounds, the, the, the aforementioned four names, mm-hmm. uh, huge additions. But these two guys defensively are going to be impact right away. Day one players. Yep. Uh, talking to a couple people today, as you've done, you, you do every day. It's that's apparent. Yeah. But when I look at the secondary with CJ, Cam Sutton and. Uh, you know, Mosley, when he gets healthy, it's It's different. Yeah. I mean, Kirby Joseph, like building on what he did last year. Getting Trace back. He only played three games last year. Exactly. So, yeah. Yes. So. Stickier. That's how Jared Goff described it earlier in camp. I love that. Stickier. I love that. (laughs) I do too. I think it's going to be, I I think it's going to be a really fun group to watch. And it's going to be a fun group to watch, and hopefully they're making a lot of noise in the NFC North. And look, it's it's a division that's a little bit different. I mean, let's start in Green Bay. You were there last week. Um, the Jordan Love era has started in Green Bay. The first time in 30 years they don't have a Hall of Fame quarterback, you know, to start a season, which is crazy. really crazy to think of. And Green Bay <laughs> fans are spoiled, all right? I'm just going to throw that out there. I've been uh, saying that for years. Okay. You guys are really spoiled. Yeah. Um, but... You were there. What's the vibe from Green Mm -hmm. Bay? Still um, got some young offensive weapons. That defense is still going to be pretty good, but really it's all about Jordan Love, isn't it? Is that what what, what the field of camp was too? Yes. To to win in this league, it's, it's, do you have a quarterback that can help you get there? And I think the interesting thing, Tim, that I'll take away from my trip there and my preparation for that trip to Green Bay is Matt LaFleur saying that initial week of camp, I feel like I'm back in my first year. So he take it, takes over in 2019, 2021, 22, whatever that first year was. I think yeah. it was a 2019 season. I think so. Yeah. You know, he, he said it feels like my first year. Well, there's a difference. That's your first year with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And now it's your first year with a young man who I honestly was so delighted by because he's so got such a great guy. Mm-hmm. He's been waiting his turn for three seasons. Yeah. So he knows the offense. He understands it. Now it's got to be put to the test in actual game situations, yeah. which is state the obvious, Dales. But it, it's true. You know, he's got a probably one of the youngest offenses in the entire league mm-hmm. uh, with the guys on the perimeter and the tight ends that they added. So it's – I think Green Bay fans have to be patient. Yeah. And look, they did the same thing with Aaron Rodgers, right? First round pick who sat for a number of years. And I think what their first year, they were maybe six and 10, or if I remember correctly. I think you're right. They they were somewhere in that area. And you just got to accept that 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 young man's got to learn. He does. And I think it's going to be a lot on Matt LaFleur because we all know, frankly, how Aaron manipulated the game Mm -hmm. for three years with Matt. And now Matt, as the play caller... Almost needs to take and his offense that, you know, we talk about Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan and the Shanahan's West Coast system. And who am I missing? Zach Taylor, like all these guys who've had these various flavors of this, Um, you know, Matt LaFleur, it's it's always about making it quarterback friendly. Right. So get the ball out you know, incremental movement and really use that zone run scheme. But 
they do have a lot of weaponry. They might be sneaky good in Green Bay. They might be. Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson look outstanding. Jaden Reed, their rookie out of Michigan State, he's going to work the slot. It's and I the two he was tight great ends at the Senior Bowl. Great. Yeah. Great. And the two tight ends, uh, Musgrave and Tucker uh, uh, Kraft. Kraft, yes. Um, they're going to be used in, like, it, it's funny. I'll give you a quick story. I'm standing there after, you know, practice and talking to Aaron Jones. And he's like the elder statesman in the offense. And I said, so, like, what about some 12 personnel, right? two tight ends yeah. and running back? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, how about some 13 personnel? He's like, now you're talking my language <laughs> where you get three tight ends. The running backs just start to salivate oh when they hear it. Because, <laughs> you know, Matt LaFleur has been around. He's worked at a lot of places in Tennessee. I think they did some of that. So yeah. I, I'll i be anxious to see what Matt LaFleur deploys. Defensively, you expect them to still be pretty strong, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I did spend some time with Joe Barry, their defensive coordinator. I think the... The operative word for them is be more aggressive. Mm. Be, so be more aggressive. And when the when the time comes, as he told me, in nicer words, like, we're going to get the heck after you. Okay. Uh, versus, you know, keeping things in the shell in front. And, like, these players want, like, Jair Alexander and Razul Douglas and come. They want to get after you. Yeah. And force the issue, if you will. And they're going to need big jumps from Devontae Wyatt and Quay Walker, frankly. And getting a healthy Gary back is huge for them, huge. too. Huge. Oh, he really looked great, huge. by Did the he? way. Rashawn Gary looked fantastic. He looks like he's ready to burst on some quarterback. Really? Yeah. So it's going to be – he's about nine months out of mm, ACL yeah. or 10, nine or 10. So he should be pretty close. You hope so. Yeah. And Eric Stokes as well from their secondary coming back from injury. But I watched the two of them work out, and I was uh, – you know, I think Packers fans should be encouraged. What did you come away from those couple of days thinking of Jordan Love, watching him practice, watching him – Smooth. Smooth? Yeah, smooth. I mean, he can really throw the ball. So if he can establish the chemistry necessary and mm-hmm. the offensive line can – Figure out the right tackle spot. Um, like the beauty of these Lions is they, they they they've got this incredible offensive line. That, it all starts there. Yeah, it you can all do starts there. Do whatever you want if you're Ben Johnson. Yeah, because of what you have up front. Exactly, it, exactly. So I I think figure out the right tackle spot in Green Bay, and you know hopefully David Bakhtiari has a healthy year. Yeah. All right, let's go to Minnesota, um, mm-hmm. winners of the division last year. And you look yeah. at them, and it was kind of a crazy season for them. I mean, I think, Stace, they were, what, 11-0 and 0 in one-score games last yeah. year? Which, Do you remember the Buffalo game where, where like, like they're... Allen fumbles in the end zone and they pick it up late? I mean, the ball just bounced yeah. their way. Yes. Um, it, 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 it just did. Yeah. And look, credit to them. They made the plays to win those games mm-hmm. and they put themselves in a position to win the division. They go to the playoffs, they get upset at home and and obviously a lot of disappointment there. Um, you look at the off season they had, mm-hmm. at least to me, I wasn't overwhelmed. You know, it was a little underwhelming. I'm maybe. looking at their roster because and it's, it's nothing. I haven't been there yet. Defensive names have changed that have been there for a long time. Yeah. And I'm just curious your thoughts. I, I know you still got ahead there, um, but just your thoughts on Minnesota, kind of where they're at and, and how they fit into into the NFC North. Uh, well, this this is the only team the Lions split with, right? So they swept the Packers, swept the Bears. I, I covered the Vikings a few times last year. And it was those, it, 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 there were those games that were just so close. I remember having them over in London and they were almost marveling at the way this thing was going. Yeah. Um, 
I think they're dynamic offensively. I just mm-hmm. do. Um, Alex Madison takes over at the running back position, but I think he's – they've been preparing for that. Justin Jefferson. I've had him on my football, fantasy football team the last two years, by the okay. way. And every time he gets an opportunity to play you, with Dalvin was, yeah, yeah, he was, now yeah. he gets his, no, it's a little bit different being the backup, mm-hmm. now being the guy, but mm-hmm. to your point, and then you were head break to Justin Jefferson, obviously yeah. the most dynamic receiver in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, he is. I mean, I guess St. Brown would argue that, I mean, it's, they're both. They're different. So, yeah. uh, Amon Ra is like 196 catches over two years. Yeah. There's only three players that have done that. I know who one of them is. Well, it's St. Brown. I know who two of them are. Justin is. Yes. And who is the other? Who's the other one? I, Justin's the one Saints. I knew. New Orleans Saints. Oh. Uh, uh, Kick guard. Kick uh, guard Mike. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I would want to go double check, but I think it was Michael Thomas. Yes, Michael Thomas. Michael it Thomas. was. It was. Because I've written that too. I'm so mad yeah, I no, didn't no, get no, it. No. I've written that one. Yeah. Uh, well, it's just because I was like really reading about it because I, I thought, wait a minute, I need to go back and double check that. Yeah. And That's amazing. This guy's isn't it? on the jugs after practice every day. 202. Are you kidding every me? Every day. So, like, Jared Goff has his thing and Kirk Cousins has his thing. Yeah. Um, I, I, I always just want to see more from, I hate to say it, he puts up monstrous yards, but Kirk Cousins, like, I need some big wins. Big games. Big games. Right. Yeah. Playoff games. And he's a really good quarterback. Because he can really throw the ball. Head coaches and quarterbacks in this league, and I think you would agree, mm-hmm. you're evaluated on wins and losses. Yeah. That's just how it is Especially in this veteran league. quarterbacks like yes. Kirk. Um, the relationship with Kevin O'Connell has been excellent. Okay. Uh, I think, you know, defensively, Lewis Seen coming back healthy. I yeah. mean, he's had a really good training camp. Really and their good secondary. Start to last year too, yeah. I was in London for his injury and it was devastating. I, th- I think, you know, they should, you know, I think Brian Flores is going to put an imprint on this defense and yeah. they're going to, you know, play per the opponent to try to take away. That's what he's so good at and lots of pressure up front. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. And then let's move to Chicago. Okay. Uh, you're from there. Yes, I live there. You yes. live in Chicago, yes, so do. you know Bears fans well. You know this mm-hmm. team mm-hmm. very well. Justin Fields, you, and when the Lions played him last year, I mean, he went off a couple times. You know, what he could do with his legs is just dynamic. And mm-hmm. it was always, can they put enough weapons in the passing game around him? Can they have... Can they upgrade the offensive line where he can stand back there, survey, and throw the football mm-hmm. without feeling like he's got to use his legs? And then do they have guys on the opposite end yeah. that can catch the football? I think they started to address that a little bit more. Obviously, more coming there mm-hmm. is huge. Do we see a big uptick with, with Justin Fields in year three? I think so. Yeah. I definitely think so. I think that he's been as dialed in as I can remember. You know, it was funny. It's ironic. I had the pleasure of interviewing David Montgomery while I've, you know, been here today. Oh yeah. And he said, now he's not, they're not teammates obviously anymore. He said, this is the hardest worker I've ever witnessed. And Justin. Yeah. yeah. And I said, wow. Like, you don't have to say that now. You're not even a teammate. Right. But I thought that was a really extraordinary comment sure. about Justin. And I, I can tell you having talked to people there he has been so dialed him for him to turn down the quarterback show on Netflix because he didn't want to change the energy in the building hmm. and the it's leadership sure for a young guy. It is. Yeah. It is. Uh, they're all hoping, obviously, everybody in Chicago is hoping for like a Jalen Hurts type jump, which we saw Jalen do last year. Yeah. Uh, but 
there is more talent. So there's maybe a little bit more expectation that, yeah. you know, and you're I not going to run be. for a thousand yards anymore. Like no. DJ Moore, that's a real connection. Yeah. That's a real thing. Chase Claypool, Fields has talked about his attitude adjustment this offseason and now having a full offseason with not coming in last year, coming yeah. in with a full clean slate. Darnell Mooney, you know, Matty Bruffers told me it's they're all a little bit different, but Mooney's going to be, I think, a better player than he was before his injury. And then defensively, obviously went and spent big, got some, um, you know, a couple off the ball linebackers mm-hmm. and, and did some stuff to their secondary. And, you know, they should be better defensively as well. So, you know, it, it's an interesting team. You know, it, it they moved back in the draft, did some things, got some pieces. I think they're a better football team, but are they ready to take the next step? That's kind of the question in Chicago, right? Yeah. I, it's, it'll be telling. All right. So, as you see it right now, final one from me. Mm-hmm. If you were – no, look, there's a lot of football to play. we got preseason. <laughs> I'm going to preface this by yeah. saying there's a lot of things that can happen here, but – 10 days into training camp, after you visit a couple, you know another one well. If you were to set up the NFC North right now, one, two, three, four. Oh, that's tough. That way, it is tough. I can't, out of my allegiance to the division, I cover the division so much. So I got to be careful here. Yes. Okay. And, now that's fair. You know, who do you think is. Right now, for me, and I'm. it's not because I'm here, the energy, the growth with Ben and Jared, I just, the way last season ended, I think the Lions and their kind of the reface, if you will, yeah. defensively, uh, I just think that t- just at this stage, yeah. because there's always injuries. Injuries, everything. The they great can be equalizer. the equalizer. Yeah. Ditto. <laughs> or what do you say? Jinx. Jinx. Um, it, yeah. I, I just, I love the energy here. Mm-hmm. I love what Dan's done. And it's not to say that there isn't good stuff happening in other places. Yeah. But uh, I think the Lions are like just so, I don't even know the word, starving Yeah. for greatness. 100%. And I can feel it. And the fans out there are starving for it too. It's been 1993, last time they yeah. won the division, last time they had a home playoff game. She knows everything about the NFC North. She is excited about the Detroit Lions. That should make you guys excited <laughs> about the Detroit Lions. Stacey Dales, thank you for joining me. As always, you are one of the best in the biz. Ditto. <laughs> Got the right this time. <laughs>